Hello and welcome to Locked on Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast with me, Peter Pratt. Guys, this is a post-game, post-sweep episode of Locked on Marlins, and it's a crossover pod. I am joining up with Paul Holden, the host of the Locked on Rockies podcast, for a crossover post-game immediately live after the Marlins get the win, get the sweep, Tanner Scott gets the save, one-run win... Sit back, relax, and enjoy this whole episode with me, Paul Holden. Today on Locked on Rockies, swept away in Miami yet again. You are Locked on Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked on Rockies podcast for today, the 23rd day of June in the year 2022. I'm Paul Holden, your host of the Locked on Rockies podcast, your Rockies fan extraordinaire, following the team my whole life, covering the team here on the Locked on Podcast Network for the past season and a half. We bring you your daily Colorado Rockies talk, and today on Locked on Rockies, we are not alone because we are celebrating uh, not a crossover, nothing really to celebrate in terms of Rockies fandom here, but Peter Pratt from the Locked On Marlins podcast joins us today. Peter, thank you so much for your time. Paul, thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to this conversation. The Marlins have a sweep, a sneaky sweep, a very sneaky one, and a UK-friendly one too. And for your listeners, I'll tune in thinking, where is that accent from? That is not a South Florida accent. That is correct. (laughs) <laughs> I'm based over in the UK, would you believe? So there you go. You learn let's, something new every day. I know. And let's, and uh, you know, if you love the Locked On Podcast Network, well, great. That's where you are. You can find your team every day, the Marlins, the Rockies. Uh, we are your first listen. Find us free and streaming on your favorite streaming platform and help both of us out. Hit subscribe on that YouTube channel. It's a massive, massive help to your favorite Locked On Podcast. Hope and helps us grow. Peter, before we dive into the game, I do got to ask. I know you've probably answered it a million times, but for us, how the heck are you? Fa- I, I see a friend, you know, because it's cool, though, because there is a strong love of not only baseball, but American sports in Europe. And it's really cool to have you hosting the show from the UK. I'm I'm all about it. How did you become a Marlins fan? I know you're right. It's not the first time it's been asked, but the, the story is, you know, effectively, it's quite a f- familiar story for UK fans, too. You head over to the States on holiday. You kind of, you know, and I'm I'm a big cricket fan. I always have been a lot of crossover there, mm-hmm. pardon the pun. And, um, you know, you end up, you know, hey, let's go and watch a ball game or a match. A baseball match is probably what you describe it as, actually, if you don't know the lingo. <laughs> let's go and watch a match. Great. And uh, I went to see my first ever game. It wasn't a Marlins game. I went to see the Cardinals. I was in St. Louis. I went, I went to Bush on a day game, similar to today, maybe, you know, a Thursday game, sun out. Stadium was packed. This is pre-pandemic as well. And I was like, whoa, does nobody work in St. Louis? Like, how is there so many people here? Anyway, it was it was a wonderful... I mean, I absolutely loved it. I didn't know what, anything that was happening. I'd never been to baseball before, never followed it, but I enjoyed the spectacle. And that kind of, like, teased me into it. We then came back to Miami for a, a family trip. I said, hey, we're going to, we're going to watch another baseball match. <laughs> we're going to see the Marlins. Um, and because we were going to the Marlins, I, and I knew we were going to see them, 
I started to think, okay, I'm going to try and familiarize myself with what the rules are and what's going on. Anyway, we turned up. Jose Fernandez was pitching for the Marlins. I didn't know who the hell he was at the time, but that was just coincidence. Stanton hit a huge, huge home run. Third inning, I think it was, against the Diamondbacks as well. So there you go. That was a nice one for you boys. Take that. And, um, I went straight to the team store, bought a Stanton jersey. I went, that is it. I am all in on the Marlins right now, right here, right now. And straight after that, the sell-off and rebuild. Stand. I was going to say, the team <laughs> just got straight in. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's that incredible. Was, that was wonderful. That, that's amazing. And I mean, I, I, and I, I really love to see it. And then obviously the love of the game has gone in, in, into, uh, you know, now covering the team. So let's, let's dive into it. The Marlins sweep the Rockies. Uh, the Rockies had ample chances in most of those games. The Rockies mm. really easily could have, uh, uh, could have won two out of three. If just the scores uh, or a couple of things go their way. I'm curious what makes the Marlins so good against the Rockies at home or, or such a strong team at home in general six home wins now in a row you're right this this the Marlins have got something cooking at home for sure and you know listen you know the Rockies uh, have been great at cause for so long we struggled in cause we did definitely last year uh, we have already this year so you know it's nice for for the Marlins to actually set up a little you know home a, a nice little base at home where they're performing and you're right you know six wins on the spin Lovely to see. Key bit for the Marlins here, though. Two of these games, one run victories. Mm-hmm. All year long, the Marlins have been dogged by one run losses. It's just been pain galore for Marlins fans. Because listen, you're at 32 and 36. Positive run differential, if you really buy into that, if that's an indicator. But you know, you've got Jazz Chisholm lighting up. Sandy Alcantara, the best pitcher in, in baseball right now. Pablo Lopez not far behind. Jazz going to be voted in. This team should be better. Mm-hmm. There's three dudes in there. This Marlins team should be better, but so many one-run losses. And it's fundamentally down to the bullpen early in the year. Just It wasn't... They couldn't work it out. And we've seen in this series, Tanner Scott, he's had a couple of save opportunities. He's got it done. So the Marlins all of a sudden seem to have the ninth inning sorted. You know, it's tough, right? Because we didn't invest in the bullpen. You want to mix and match. And with that, with a bargain basement pen, comes some bargain basement performances at times. And that's really hampered us early in the year. And it's frustrating as Marlins fans because you've got Sandy, Pablo, you know, the, the rotation's sexy, real oh. sexy, no doubt. And so it's going to be interesting to see where the Marlins go with this because we're at the back end of June. If they're hovering around 500, I'm intrigued to see what they do in July. I really am. Like, are they going to buy? Are they going to push in and, and, and push for that third wildcard spot? I mean, it's a big few weeks here. Wait, what about you? Where's your head at with the Rockies? Obviously, 30 and 40 now, so 10 under 500. What's what's the future looking like for the Rockies in the near term? I'm I'm there's a long division stretch, including a road trip to L.A. in there. I, the, mm-hmm. the wheels are just about off on this one for the Rockies. Oh I think I, I, I unfortunately the NL West is too good. The rest of uh, uh, you're you're losing to bad teams on the road. You know, the, the Marlins, again, I think are maybe an, an exception to the rule, a team that is better mm-hmm. than their record says. But this is a team that's gone into Pittsburgh, into Washington and struggled. This is a team that has continued to struggle on the road 
road and this year struggled at home. I mean, they have not, they have been swept at home. They've lost a lot at home. Uh, the Rockies, unfortunately just have not been able to get any form of consistency going. They, they sweep San Diego and home and they go to Miami and they get swept after <laughs> Cleveland just swept them the series before the Rocky. It's just been sweep, sweep, sweep. And you know what? If the Rocky, if it turns into a sweep in L.A. or a sweep of L.A., great. I doubt that's going to happen. But I wish I, I think the Rockies have significantly underperformed. But you mentioned a bargain bin bullpen and the Rockies definitely have been that they they some mm-hmm. of their younger guys haven't turned in uh, turned out. They've had one left handed pitcher in the bullpen this whole entire season who hasn't been that great. Chris Bryant, the big signing, hasn't shown up or hasn't played at all. Uh, but they're they're getting some performance for some players. But ten games below five hundred in a in a division where arguably, I mean, it's not going to be too crazy out of my mind to say that the NL West is going to have not only a division representative, but at minimum one to two wild card slots there. I I, I really. The Giants are in a bit of a tough spell, but until they are dead and gone from the playoff race, I'm not counting them out. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get down, but it's again, the Rockies have some interesting pieces they could sell. And I think mm-hmm. the Marlins could be interested potentially in a Daniel Bard. I know that you just mentioned uh, that mm-hmm. they have the, the, the ninth inning figured out, but Daniel Bard's been pretty darn good. Not elite but really had some solid save column a as well uh has been has been decent there's some interesting bullpen the rockies have plenty of pieces they definitely could consider moving but i can't believe that they will because they haven't shown that uh, they didn't show it last year they haven't shown it in the past and it's a team that they're like really believe in the foundation but it's a team that can't get the big clutch hit at home and that was and that was the difference maker i mean they i i the, the game one, the four errors was frustrating, but the Rockies were in it up until the end. They had the one beginning, the Marlins counter with the beginning, but the Rockies come back. So there is stuff to like about this Rockies team, but yeah. then games like today happen when they leave. What was, what was it? A million and a half people left on base today. So, you know, it's, it's, it's frustrating, but in terms of big picture now, where we're at in the season, 70 games into it, I, uh, I, uh, the, the ship has just about sailed on the, on the 2022 Colorado Rockies, unfortunately, but who knows? I, I mean, they've been a strong second half team before, but again, it's you're 10 games below 500. The division the lead is well out of the range right now. Mm-hmm. What really is your focus as the Rockies right now? Are you going to try to quote unquote contend? Cause you don't like not saying that you're rebuilding or whatever, uh, or are you going to actually try to take some steps to make your baseball club better? And, and and I will we'll see. I just don't necessarily know. I wish I wish I could say I was confident in the in the future, at least of this season. I mean, there's still some interesting pieces, but we will see. And if you want to find an interesting piece of jewelry, well, then why don't you head over to BlueNile.com where you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of their dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as as your favorite person with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple tools that let you 
you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style, Blue Nile's Bench Jewelers will then handcraft the perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry, but if you're having trouble choosing, that would be exactly the type of situation that I would find myself in. Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available on the phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and locked on sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more this podcast exclusive includes engagement use code locked on that's code locked on plus every order is insured ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside shop stress-free and find your forever peace go to BlueNile.com today peter Pratt joins us here. We're doing a little crossover on the Locked On Podcast Network today as the Marlins sweep the Rockies. And one thing that I am very impressed by, and I talked about this this whole time, and, 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 you, and you touched on it, this rotation is great, is wonderful. Tell me about the rotation. Tell me what is working, and tell me how the Marlins got here. The rotation is looking sensational. It's a bit dinged up right now, so we've got to call that out. And, you know, this is part of the beauty of this series win and sweep is the fact that they've done it with two one-run victories, and that has not been the MO this year. And those two one-run victories have come in Dan Castano starts and Braxton Garrett starts. So you're into depth starters that shouldn't, you know, if everyone's healthy, they're not in the rotation, right? They're AAA guys. So... The Marlins are winning those games, and that's that's a big, big turnaround. But you didn't get to see Sandy this time around. You did get to see Pablo Lopez, and it was a little bit of a sketchy start for Pablo, but he really eased into the game, I think, as it went on. And, you know, it was seven strong and pitched well. Pablo's been wonderful. Sandy equally. Trevor Rogers, if we recall, last year, the rookie of the year contender, obviously ended up being second in that race in the NL. It has been a real struggle for Trevor Rogers this year. Real struggle. Like, it's been one of the main... Head scratches for the Marlins. Like, Trevor just hasn't been himself. So I'm really intrigued to see how his year pans out. But if it can get Trevor fixed, that one, two, three, Lazardo started the year in the rotation nicely, too. Um, and has, uh, you know, taken, uh, been on, been on the season now on the 60 day IL, actually. So not sure where he's at, but sitting there in AAA now, Max Meyer just coming back for, on a rehab start. I think Max Meyer makes his MLB debut in July for the Marlins. I really do. And I'm, I'm very excited to see what Max Meyer can do. Edward Cabrera, which you saw last time around in Coors, came up for his first start of the season. He's had a little uh, IL stint as well. So there's tons of pitching here. Tons. Some of it drafted. Max Meyer. Um, Cabrera was an internal prospect as well. And Sandy Alcantara. Let's remind everyone. Everyone's thinking, how did Sandy Alcantara end up on the Marlins? They got him for the Marcelo Zuna trade right. with St. Louis. And <laughs> not only was it Sandy Alcantara, Zach Gallen was in there too, that they then flipped for Jazz. So the Marlins flipped uh, a year and a half of Marcelo Zuna for effectively Jazz Chisholm and Sandy Alcantara. It's got to be the biggest thievery I've ever heard in my life. It has to be. <laughs> That's a, it's an insane deal. And it's, and it's, and it shows it's kind of, uh, you know, the Marlins haven't necessarily been major, but they make the playoffs in the pandemic shortened season, taking a kind of a, a little bit of a step back, but still plenty competitive on the stretch. It just seems like things haven't fallen together, but the Marlins are making the right moves, doing, taking the right steps. I am curious now, is this second half going to be different for the Marlins? Is this going to be, can this team, and, and, and maybe you can elaborate on it too, where I remember going in, this was a team that couldn't hit. 
necessarily throughout this year. Uh, and and the, the they've scored some runs on the Rockies. They didn't necessarily score a ton of runs on the Rockies after, well, you know, two games worth with uh, over five runs scored there as, mm-hmm. uh, as they shell the Rockies in game two. And then it was kind of a, a back and forth craziness there in, in game one. Can the Marlins be successful with this offense right now? It's a great question. And, and the problem the Marlins have faced, they, the big free agent signings from the off season, they just started so slow. And I think that was not just a Marlins problem. That was like a league-wide problem for some oh, reason. Yeah. Big name free agents just couldn't hit. They just forgot how to hit. And that was the problem for the fish. They were leaning on Jazz Chisholm and Jesus Sanchez. And that was it. They had nothing else offensively going. They paid the big money for Avi Garcia. They paid the money for Jorge Soler. And they were just terrible in, in you know April and, and May. And both those guys are heating up now. You know, Avi Garcia had a home run in this in this series. Nice, nice home run. Soler did too. Jazz Chisholm. You know, the power's there. Um, and the Marlins. I, I listened to Miggy Rojas today on uh, on the Chris Rose uh, podcast, and those guys talking. Miggy Rowe thinks these these fish and this roster can do something. They think they can. They know they've underperformed, and they have. They did underperform early on. The question is. Is May and their record in May, whatever it was, let's let's say it was five and fifteen or something ridiculous. It was terrible. Is that month going to sink this whole year, or can they piece it together now? Back end of June, early July, get themselves back in the hunt. Because, like I said at the start, I'm intrigued. If the fish are hovering around five hundred, what are they going to do? Are they going to try and go out and add to it? Are they going to go and look for a rental? Bullpen, I mean, you mentioned a few names bullpen-wise I think are intriguing. I do see a match there, I really do, um, for some of those bullpen arms. Other teams will be thinking that too, not just the Marlins. But, um, you know, there's definitely some pieces there. And the other question they, they need to address, what are they doing at center field? We saw it today, Brian. We Della saw Cruz. it today, yeah. indeed. We I did. mean, anybody Real. else other than Elias Diaz and that ball is, that is, a, that is an inside-the-park home run. It is. They've already had one of them this year too. Exactly the same kind of uh, uh, play. It was Kevin Kiermaier, though. Kiermaier's got a little bit more wheels than Diaz, so uh, he he scorched one, and, and it was inside the park home run. So what are they doing at center field? What are they doing in the leverage pen? If they can solve those questions, the pieces are there for the fish if the rotation's healthy. So, Paul, I'm, I'm intrigued. I mm. felt like the Marlins were out of this. However, the Mets are coming to town now. We've won six straight at home. What happens if the Marlins win that series as well? That's and a- they're hovering back in 500. Like, all of a sudden... You know, it's an interesting club right right now. Well, and and you mentioned it. 500's right there. The big difference right here, the Rockies, every time they've made ground back towards 500, a team that started well above 500, uh, 10 games above 500 at one point this season, uh, they've never had the stretch to get themselves back, but that's what you need to do. The Marlins getting heading into the, uh, you know, if the Marlins are three games above 500 heading into the break, you got to be ecstatic. I mean, that's a team that's clearly working its way back in. It's a team that's that's moving in the right direction. So, Peter, I, I am curious: is selling some of that pitching to, for for uh, more than a rental? I'd imagine the Marlins, if they're going to make a move because they love this pitching, it seems they're always making moves for pitching. The things you can always hear about the Marlins is they have arms, 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 arms everywhere. They have arms. They've they've any any anywhere they can pitch. That's for sure. Is it worth dipping into that to to try to go out and 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 I don't think a rental is the right move for the Marlins. I don't think they need, they're they're looking to go out and be like we need to add one guy for a six month stint to push us into this crazy run. I don't know if that's what the Marlins are looking for. Uh, do you think they will dip into some of that that 
uh, that pitching depth and and try to beef up some beef up some offense and say, hey, we're we're strong at pitching. We're really weak in center field. A very very important position. Is it worth dipping into those arms? I mean. I'm pretty. I'm 99% sure those conversations happened in the off season, and we go back to the trade deadline last time around. Um, there was a deal on the table between the Marlins and the Angels, Max Meyer for Brandon Marsh, straight up one for one. And the Angels pulled out of that. I think they'll regret that actually in the end. The Angels, but um, nevertheless, I think if the Marlins are in the hunt, they'll be looking for something similar. They'll be looking for a, a Zach Gallon, Jazz Chisholm type of deal where they're looking for one for one impact, dude. We're going to give you whoever it may be, a very near-ready or major league-ready or already in the majors arm. That could be Max Meyer. Still, it could be. And you're going and asking. And, you know, there's not many center fielders out there that are difference makers, that are available on clubs that are selling, right? There really isn't. Brian Reynolds is the obvious one. The Pirates. Cedric Mullins, let's say, from the Orioles is another one. Ramon Laureano from the A's, another one. Like, one of those three guys... I think if the Marlins are in it, I think they go and get Ramon Laureano. And I think they send a pitcher that way and they get a deal done. It makes a ton of sense for both teams. It really does. Um, and Ramon Laureano, as we saw today, is a massive upgrade in center field defensively for the fish. He really is. And so to me, it makes a ton of sense. And actually, even if they're out of it, the fish, even if they're below 500, they're not trying to you know, push it in for now. I still think they'll make a deal this, this deadline. If they can, if the deal's right, for next year and the years beyond. I, I, I see I can see it happening. They just couldn't get it done in the offseason. The hole is still there. We've seen the hole all year. So intriguing to see the way they go with this. They also have to sell some pieces too. Jesus Aguilar is an expiring deal. Uh, you know, they're not going to extend him. Um, they've got Lewin Diaz sat in, in, in AAA rate of rock and roll. The Marlins have got some business to do at the deadline. They really have. They're going to be selling and buying. But, you know, look into the future as well. I don't think they're, gonna, they're clearly not going to mortgage everything for a run this year when, mm. like you've said, in the West, there's at least two teams, I think three, probably making the postseason there, plus the other division winners. And then you've got, what, one other spot against the Braves, the Phils, and the runner-up in the Central, plus then the Marlins as well. Like, that's a crowded, crowded uh, third wildcard spot. So take it steady, I think, for the Fish. I like, yeah, I, I, you, you gotta do, you gotta make moves to get better, but you sometimes can't make too much of moves. And sometimes, uh, you know, the move, you, you gotta be careful. And, 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 but, but the Marlins are in a really, really interesting spot. And the Rockies mm. have been kind of in a similar spot for, for a while, but this year, I don't necessarily know what the Rockies are going to do because of how much they really believe in this, how much extending of these players they did uh, here in this offseason. But it'll be really interesting to see what happens, especially with some of these interesting bullpen pieces for the Rockies. I think a lot of teams are going to be interested in Daniel Bard and uh, yeah, Al Colomay there uh, as well. But, uh, hey, speaking of deals, uh, tonight there's already deals. There's already rumors. And uh, guess what? One live NBA draft show is not enough for Locked On. The entire NBA channel is going live on NBA draft night, which is tonight. So if you have a favorite NBA team like the Nuggets or the Heat, head on over to the Locked On YouTube pages so you can be notified when they're live for draft night. And if you want to start your day off right, well, all you got to do is scoop one scoop of 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food stores, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens 
right into a glass of water and shake it up. That's a lot of vitamins, but guess what? It's all in one powder. And all you got to do is enjoy some athletic greens. Athletic greens is lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free or gluten free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. Supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the products based on the latest science and with constant product iteration at their and third party testing. Costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in all in one nutritional service. Athletic Greens is a climate neutral certified company. In 2020, AG purchased carbon credits that support projects protecting old growth rainforests and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. I take it in the morning. It's a great way. It's a nice little boost, especially for someone like me who doesn't drink coffee. It's a great way to start your day off with a nice boost of energy and right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com mlb network again that is athleticgreens.com mlb network to take ownership over your your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We are crossing over with Locked on Marlins. Remember, we're free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, and we're streaming on YouTube live right now. So make sure you're subscribing to both Locked on Rockies and Locked on Marlins on YouTube. Peter, we talk a little bit about divisions, and I talked a lot of crap about the NLS last year because the Rockies were really good against the NLS last year. The Mets go out and get better the Braves have come alive after dominating the Rockies in Coors Field Philly is still hanging around in there is the NL West uh, a real deal uh, one of the best divisions in baseball you hear some of those names you know some of the talent on those teams but I feel like the NLS isn't as talked about as much and kind of the situation still Atlanta went on that run and New York's still sitting pretty up there at the top of the division it's a it's a good point <laughs> there's a little, there's a little bit of overhype, I would say, in the East. I, I sense that. And listen, as a, as a UK fan, what I can testify to you is, I watch barely any West baseball because time zone wise, right. it's like eight, nine hours, uh, <laughs> you know, behind. So it's a really tough watch for me out West. The East is just about manageable, um, for sure. So I have to hold my hands up from my perspective. But what I see at the East, and I watch a lot of the East games, um, the Mets are good. Like the Mets yeah. are good this year, and what they're doing without Max and Degrom, you know, fair play to the Mets. They're playing some good ball, and I, as soon as I saw the moves they made, I knew the Marlins and the rest of the division were in trouble because what, last year I remember there was a situation where Jeff McNeil and Frankie Lindor were running down the, the dugout with each other, fighting and scrapping in the dugout. There was all sorts of rumors about a raccoon and all this nonsense, but there was a problem in the clubhouse. They signed Starling Marte, and we know what Starling Marte is. Marte is an absolute stud, but he is a locker room stud too, a clubhouse stud. They signed Mark Canna. They're signing the right, and they signed Max Scherzer. These are the right type of dudes that if you piece them in there with a load of talent, they're going to get people playing right, and their heads switched on. And it do doesn't shock me the Mets have come out scorching at all. It really hasn't. The Mets are good. The Braves, they're a fun and wild team, and <laughs> they're the reigning World Series champs. And listen... What we know for certain with the Braves, they will be aggressive at the deadline. 
super aggressive. So whatever the Braves look like now, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. The GM will be absolutely pulling moves left, right, and center. Um, so Braves will be good. The Phillies, the Phils are the most expensively assembled, terrible team, I think. <laughs> how? How? Right. They can spend this amount of money and be that bad. I just, I, I'm shocked at how the Phillies survive. I mean, I know they they fired their manager and whatever, but that GM, he, I mean, he's running that that club into the ground. It really is. Like the, the problem they're facing is they're going to need a rebuild, and they won't be. Able, they haven't got any pieces to rebuild with, and too many contracts. So, and the Nats are in a full blown you know rebuild themselves. So, it's a good division, but I think it is overhyped. If it is is the long answer, this well the short answer really. It's it's overhyped. I like the West. I like the depth in the West. Um, I think those three, those three are better than the East top three, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, if 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 you're asking me if you're going to match the teams up, I'm going to take the Padres, the Giants, and the Dodgers over the. I mean, the Mets maybe, but still, the the Dodgers on the flip side are just the other version of the Mets, and you know they're another mm -hmm. team with a massive payroll, but also have yep. incredible depth, incredible vets, multiple World Series champions, MVPs, and. Yeah, so maybe a little overhyped there, but yeah, I'm I'm with you on the the Mets. The Mets are real this year. And they Agreed. will they met it up? There is a chance <laughs> that that can always happen. That's always there. But uh, you know, Philly, it's interesting. I mean, that outfield should be producing more. And I thought the Rockies might have been an interesting fit instead of going for Chris Bryant, maybe for because you could have gotten Castellanos and Schwarber, and they could have been mm -hmm. interesting pieces for the Rockies uh, there as well. But uh, Peter, before we wrap things up, you mentioned manager. Is is Don Mattingly the the one to lead this, the lead this Marlins team uh, going forward. I feel like he is the name that I've heard back on the hot seat more after, uh, you know, we Joe Madden was uh, let go and and Girardi there in Philly. It seems like Don Mattingly was is, is kind of the next one on the quote unquote hot seat list, but not a, it doesn't mm. seem like it's very hot, especially when his team's moving in the right direction. It's a it's a good question. I think if you'd asked this question two weeks ago or three or four, you know, if you'd have asked it at the end of May. Um, you may have got a different answer. I think the, where Donnie's at, it's on a, he's on an expiring deal anyway. Um, the reality is, if it goes sideways for the fish, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? You're gonna fire Don Mattingly? Like the season's done anyway. Donnie will ride this season out. The question is, is do you extend Don Mattingly after this year? My gut feel is that they may go a different direction at the end of the year. So I'd be shocked if he's fired in season. Because really, all what, what what have we seen across the league? The guys that have been fired, you just have the bench coach take over. And it has that, you know, they have turned around, actually. The Phillies went on a run. Um, the Angels, did they go on a run as well? I think they might have done. They just snapped their losing streak. They haven't necessarily gone on a run. They've okay, still that's right. They ended where... the streak. I think Shohei had eight RBIs the other day, and I think they still lost. And so, I mean, it... it... Sums up the, the Angels, are cursed, really but there does. is no one more cursed than the LA Angels. I mean, it's, no. it, to to have two generational talents uh, not be able to, and, and the rest of your team just not contribute enough to to, to get yourself in a, in a position of contention is crazy. I'm with you. I'm with you, Paul. What about you? You know, listen. It's we all love baseball. We follow baseball. We do daily podcasts following the teams. So and the teams we love. Ten games under 500 heading into July. Um, obviously, there's a couple of games left to go, but what what are you excited about? What's exciting you about the Rockies for this for the rest of the way? I mean, Chris Bryant is supposed to return this weekend. We haven't seen that. That's very interesting. Brendan Rodgers, who we saw uh, have a really big series here, has uh, took his 
ice cold, miserable start to the year, completely mm. turned it around. And uh, as uh, I saw some Marlins fans kind of give me the interaction and maybe some some Marlins fans showing some love to, to Ryan McMahon. We saw Ryan McMahon play uh, a good series as well capitalized by great defense. Ryan McMahon's defense taking a step back this year has been a massive blow to the Rock- The Rockies defense taking a massive step back this year has been a huge blow to the team, but Rymack especially, he was he should have won the gold glove last year. Uh you know, Nolan won it because of the name and stuff too. I I honestly believe that Rymack was a better defensive player than Nolan Arenado last year. Uh but you know, also going to forever be salty about that name. It's never going to, you know, it's never going to get easier uh no. as Austin Gomber is now in the bullpen. Uh, an interesting thing as well, uh, who he, Ryan Feltner got the start over Gomber uh, as he shifted to the pen. So uh, we saw one of our exciting prospects. He didn't do much in this last game, but Montero being called up to the Rockies is interesting. There there are mm-hmm. things to enjoy. I mean, and there's a few places better to go see a, a game in, 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 than in Denver in the middle of the summer. But it's another example of, uh, you know, when we talk mattingly, it's is is moving on from bud black really the move i don't know if it's moving on from bud black but i i would there's a lot of changes i think need to be the rockies need a new approach to hitting the changes they've made they they have a new pitching coach but he's from the organization and what happened has happened this year every starter has taken a step backwards and gotten mm-hmm. worse other than chad cool's hot start which is now cooled off pun intended uh <laughs> there as as he has been uh went from the rockies best starter to someone who's prone to not getting out of the fifth inning and getting hit hard. So uh, there are, and, and I think Connor Joe is one of the most undervalued and under, I, I think any team in baseball would want Connor Joe. I don't think there's any team that would not want a solid leadoff man that can get on base every single game, whether it be through hitting or walking. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, and I, I wish I could, there could be more from pitching. What used to be exciting would be Rockies pitching. And there hasn't been anything this year from Rockies pitching to make you excited. Last year, Herman Marquez being great was something special. And I was really thinking this year was the year Herman was going to take another step forward. And he's been fine in his last few starts, but hmm. I don't, there's very few Rockies. You can sit there and say that haven't been disappointing, but Hey, you know, Jose Iglesias swinging the bat. Well, CJ Crone uh, could put the ball into play. There are things to enjoy, but I, the Rockies desperately need a new a change in philosophy and, and a change in atmosphere. But I really think that's mostly in the front office because we continue to see the loyal the the Dick Monfort loyalists are promoted and 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 long time Rockies people are there and they're very ingrained in the Rockies. So mm-hmm. I, until until a, a front office shift happens. I don't really know what's going to happen with the Rockies. We'll just keep rocking in this bad to mediocre for a while. Two, three years of excitement and back to bad and mediocre, I guess. But Peter, we're going <laughs> to wrap baseball. things Yeah, you know, that's baseball. Uh, Peter, we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, Marlins sweep the Rockies, win six home games in a row now. The Rockies are getting ready for a big division trip. But Peter, where can people go to make sure they're staying up to date with all things Marlins, all things you there uh, in, in the UK? Of course, listen, if you're watching the show, you're going to have the graphics to help you at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Don't forget the underscore. So (laughs) hit me up there on Twitter. That's the only space for me. No Instagrams, no TikToks, none of that. Twitter only, Miami Marlins underscore UK. 
for you Marlins fans, I'm at Paul Holden 33. We're at at LO Rockies on Twitter as well. If you want to follow the show there, but uh, folks, thank you again so much for making us your first listen of the day. Reminder, all sorts of great stuff going on on the locked on podcast network tonight for the NBA draft, including the NBA mock draft, the live coverage, so much stuff going on. You don't want to miss out. There's a podcast for your favorite team on the locked on podcast network. So don't miss out on that. But, uh, Folks, for Peter Pratt, I'm Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Podcast Network.